0: Like you said, I'm Rusty. And when I talk about the things that I love to do, I love to help people move to the next step, whatever that is, right? So when I'm at work, it's getting them to learn the new skill. When it's church stuff, it's about getting them, people to start talking about God for the first time. Sometimes it's having people kind of start thinking about a concept for a little bit. Sometimes it's people who think they're grown up or mature in the faith, thinking about things a little different way or taking another step somewhere. So everything, everything I like to do, every, my, my passion, if I would call it that, is about getting people to the next step. The way I've seen that work out in my life and why community is such a passion for me is because that's where it's happened in my life. Over and over again, it's been about getting a group of people together and talking through something, talking about something, learning something. Two people sitting together for coffee having a deep conversation about whatever's going on in your life. Five or six people sitting around a a dinner table, talking about Bible study, talking about their kids, talking about whatever. Twelve men following a rabbi around, learning from the dust that he spits up. A thousand people singing the same song in a worship, right? That's community to me. It's people getting together, learning together, doing things together. So when H and I talked about what I'm going to talk about, it's gonna be about community. It's gonna be about how we can get together, how we can do things, how we can work together, how we can grow together. And so that's what I wanna talk about. So I've been preaching to my steering wheel for about two months because he gave me way too long to do this. And my steering wheel has not moved, it's still doing nothing except what I tell it to do, right? So I hope y'all are a little better. So after this little talk, about 15 minutes or so, hopefully I can get this conversation started and get you thinking about how you can get into each other's lives, how you can get into each other's lives, how you can get into other people's lives, how you can look around you outside yourself, see how community can not only help you, but it can help the people around you. So I want to start at the beginning because it always seems like a great place to start. Then God said, let us make man in our image, and man there is human. Right? So God said, let's make human in our image, after our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens, over livestock and over all the earth, and every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the, hum- in the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created him. And God blessed them. And God said to them, be fruitful, and multiply, and fill the earth. Subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over every living thing that moves on the earth. God said, I have begin, Behold, I have given you every plant yielding seed that's on the face of the earth, and every tree with seed in its fruit. Shall have them for food, and to every beast on the earth, and every bird of the heavens, to everything that creeps on the earth, everything that has breath of life. I have given every green plant for food. And it was so. God saw everything that it made, and behold, it was very good. And it was evening, and there was morning, and it was the sixth day. So a couple of things, just as a side note in here, right? God made us. God made us in his image, in his likeness. He made us to be like him, right? What's interesting is not only did he make us in his image, he gave us a job. He gave us something to do. There was some role that we were supposed to play. It wasn't just drop him in the Garden of Eden and off you go, right? Have fun. Enjoy the garden. There was a job. There was a role. There was something we were supposed to do. And he met all of our needs. So he gave us, gave us the animals there. He gave us a role. He gave us things to do. But he also met all of our needs. Here's, how, here's what you're going to eat. Here's how it's going to go. Here's what's going on. But look back at the first phrase, which is what we're going to focus on for a few minutes. Let us make human in our image. So the basis of community is that our God is community. So there's this big theological concept that we call the Trinity, God three in one. He has three specific, three individual persons, right? So there's God, there's Jesus, there's the Holy Spirit. Each one has their part, but it's all one God, right? So the reason when God made us in his image, he's community. So when it starts at the beginning, God said, let us make man in our image. Let us make humans in our image. It's because God is community himself. So he passes on that likeness over to us. And so when he made made us, then he said this, the Lord God said it's not good that man should be alone. So if you flip over to chapter 2 in Genesis, you have a breakdown of what happened on that day. God made human, gave him a job, and gave him work to do. And then he says this, the only thing in creation that was not good was the human was alone. Just a few verses before, he's, Adam's hanging out, he's maiming animals. He's doing the work he's supposed to do. But it's not good that he's alone. So God made another human and at the end of the day, everything was good again. Right? So God is community and he created us in his image and his likeness so that we're community as well. We desire that community. And if you think about it, We want people around us. We want things to be involved with. We want other people to like us, right? Like that's the whole big thing with Facebook. So we want all these likes, right? We're this connected generation, but how many people do we talk about? How many times do you see stories that says we're lonely, right? Why, Why are we lonely? Like even England, they now have a minister of loneliness. So they have a cabinet position for the country for minister of loneliness. We're the most connected generation but yet there's more loneliness going on right now. Why is there loneliness? Because we're not connected. We're not really in community. And why is that? Because we have this desire, because we're made in the image of God. We're made in the likeness of God. God is community, and so that just transfers onto us. So as you go through the Bible, there's different pictures. There's the temple. There's, this, there's um, family. But one of, the, one, of the, one of the pictures I want to talk about um, of an example of this community is the body. So in First Corinthians it says, Just as the body is one and has many members, so all the members of the body, though they are many, are one body, so is Christ. For by one Spirit we're all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, slaves or free, we're all made to drink of one Spirit. For the body is not one member, but many. Paul in Corinthians is giving them this little example of what it's like to be a community, to be a church, to be together. And he uses the example of the body, right? So he goes on to talk about some of your hands and some of your feet and some of your noses and some of you have all these, like everyone has a role, everybody has a piece. And you can't say, because I don't like the hand, we don't use the hand. We're not a complete body without all of our pieces, right? If you look at this, in the time that this was written, Jews are Gentiles, slaves are free. We're all made to be one spirit, one body, one togetherness. This is not a culture where slaves and free men hung out together. This is not a culture where Jews and Gentiles hung out together. These different classes, different cultures, different histories, but in But in church, in their small group, when they met in a house together, they're all around one table. Slaves and free men, meeting around one table. Rich and poor, meeting around one table. Jews and Greeks, meeting around one table. No matter where you were from, no matter what your life was, no matter what had happened to you, no matter where you came from, you're meeting around this one table. All together, all of one spirit and one body. And so he wants us to see that this is what the body of Christ is supposed to be. This is what community is supposed to be. It's supposed to be this oneness together. So how do we do that? That's a great question. Another reminder a few verses later, you're Christ's body and individual members of it. So we're one group, we're one together, but we all have a role. We all have a piece we have to play. We all have a part that we have to do. If you don't have your hands, you have to figure out a different way to do something. It's not optimal. It's not the best way to do it. But if you have hands, use them, right? You can't say, there was this skit we used to do in camp growing up. And we'd have a line, where we're the body of Christ, and we're standing up here, and we're all doing things. And he would say, except we don't want the hands to be here, or we don't want the feet to be here, and we'd all fall down because we don't have feet anymore. Then we're trying to figure out how to get the feet to come back, right? So you can't do it without all of your pieces, but it matters how you do it. For if I speak with the tongues of men and angels but do not have love, I become a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. So it matters why you do it. It matters how you do it, right? So just because we have a role, if you don't do it in love... So the love chapter that we talk about, and it's at every wedding and every thing that talks about love, Right? it follows this this body chapter. It goes right with it. It's talking about you all have a role, you all have something to do, you're all part of this one table, this one group of people working together. But if you don't do it in love, you're just noise. Now, Andrew banging the cymbal sounded good, right? Because this group was working together. If he's just up here banging it, we want him to stop. Right? Because that's, what, that's, that's the idea. That's the picture. The picture is, if you're, even if you're a great hand, if you're a great hand and saying, I'm a great hand, check out this hand. This is the best hand ever. What does that start sounding like? Right? Or if I'm the hand, but the feet can follow the hand, because you know the, the hand comes in front of the feet, right? What does that start sounding like? Back to the one table, back to the Jews and Greeks sitting together, back to the slaves and free sitting together. That is a good picture. That's the picture of everybody doing what they're supposed to do. So what is community supposed to look like? You heard these verses before? A million times, right? We pull this out and use it at weddings. You know what the context is? Church. The context is this, us getting together and doing things together, us working together for the body of Christ, us doing things in love together. So when you think about the people around you, when you think about your community, when you think about your church, are you patient with us? Are you patient with each other? Are you kind to each other? No matter what notes the singers sing, are you still kind? Are you patient? Well, this church didn't do what I wanted to do. I'm going to whatever. Do you bear all things? Do you believe all things? Do you hope all things? This is talking about community. Body of Christ. Everybody together around one table. Sharing love. And then this is where this comes in. To me, this is huge. In my life, personally, where I've seen growth is when I've sat down with people and talked to them. In my life, I got to hear a different story. We, um, our small group, one session, the quarter, the, the church we were in and, um, um, in Fort Wayne, we did a service project every quarter. Well, the service project, the service project, right, because you have a little checkbox, the service project for the quarter was we were collecting kitchen items for a group of refugees who were coming over from Congo. So it was very easy for us to go collect this stuff all summer and go to garage sales and all this stuff and collect these things and put them in a box and hand them to somebody and say, that was awesome, right? Instead, what we did was we had a few of the refugees come and tell us their story and hear what was going on. Because these are our brothers and our sisters from across the country, from across the world, right? So this box took on a huge new meaning because of the community that we included in there. If I had not heard those stories, I would probably still care less about refugees. It would just be a political thing that we don't talk about at church, right? But because I heard my brothers tell their story, and I saw them come to this country with nothing. Hey, God's blessed us. We're here. It's amazing. We can't wait to be here. And I, knowing what kind of trouble they were going to have for the next 10 years, I wanted to get into that excitement with them. I wanted to help them get there, right? Because they're our brothers, they're our sisters, they're, they're people, they're made in the image of God. So now a group of those kids are literally our boys. We go to soccer tournaments, I coach. Um, one of them went to, just graduated from IU, so we did the whole, you know, graduation party and had people get to go. I was the guy who got to go help him move into his dorm, right? So, like, we, didn't, we weren't able to have kids, but now I have six boys that I get to talk about football and soccer and write all these things because I listened to a story one time. I have friends all over the country. We moved every, every three or four years from my old job. And every time we move, most of the time there was a small group moving us in, a small group moving us out, right? Every time I move to a new place, what do you need to know? Where's the, what's the mechanic? Where's the get the good pizza? Where do you get the good breakfast bagel? Right. All these important things. Where do you get those from? Some random guy on the street. Hey, you look important. Can you uh, tell me where to get a good pizza? Right. Where do I buy a house? Where do I move? What do I think about? What churches do I go to? Right. All those things come from building in community. So for us, My family's in South Carolina, Claire's family's in South Carolina, everyone's there. Like, we're the weird ones that don't live there. But we've had community and family across the country because we've opened ourselves, because we've listened, because we've talked to people around us. So, how do you jump in on this? Have I talked you into this? Like, this is important? Like, have I made enough case? Right? So, how do you do it? How do you begin to start this journey? It's easy. Meet some people. To get to know people, you have to meet them first, right? So one of the things that Claire and I do is we go to the same, like, three or four restaurants all the time. So we have a little diner in Jeffersonville that we go get our breakfast from at least once a week, if not more. And in the year that we've been here, we know our waitress. We know our servers. We know what's going on in their lives. We got to go to the funeral of one of their family members. Because we went to the same place. We listened. We heard the stories. We got to talk back. She's praying for me. My server is praying for me today. Because I had my Bible out and my stuff out. And I'm, she's like, what are you doing? I'm preaching on Sunday. She's like, oh. <laughs> like, I'm not doing that. I'm glad you're doing that. I was like, I'm not the one who does that. H does that, right? This isn't my thing. This isn't my role. Every once in a while I get to do it, and that's fun. Meet someone for coffee. Go to Brunch Blitz, which is the second Sunday, right? We all get together and eat somewhere. You have to wait a little bit because we have to break the church down, right? It's not right after church. But you get to hang out with people who are from here. You have something in common. You have a starting conversation. It's easy to walk into this space face forward in the dark like a movie theater does to you and not talk to people. Join a point of light group. So they're getting ready to come up. It's getting ready to start again. We do small groups every, whenever we want which is one of the things I get, to take, I get to do eventually and take care of that. Um, but we, it's just people getting together and talking about stuff, right? Our group on Monday nights, we talked about the sermon sometimes. Sometimes we just talked and got to hung out and, and have fun with each other. Sometimes we ate. Well, we always ate because that was important. Community number one, eat. I think we do, that's one of our roles in our church, right? Eat. I think we in our new sign, say, got Jesus ate with people. Isn't what our billboard's going to say? Everyone. Jesus ate with everyone, right? It's all about food. Find something to do. So one of my other roles here is I get to take care of kids. I get to take care of youth. I get to take care of dot, dot, dot. So what are you good at? What do you enjoy? We have tons of needs in the kids' department. And we just need bodies. Now, if you can do kid stuff even more, I've got this great curriculum that you play, you press play and the, the video happens, and then afterwards you get to play with the kids, right? I need people in there. Come in there and hang out. Build a community with the other leaders. Build a community with the with the kids and then their parents. Invent something for the church. Hey, the church doesn't have a... Great. Do it. No handbell choirs? No, that's one of our secret We can do that on our uh, worship nights. <laughs> Wait, I'm talking this week. But invent something. Hey, our church doesn't do this, and we really have some people around me who really have this need, and so I want to figure out how to do that. Great, let's talk about it. Let's figure it out. Like, we, we may not have the people to give to it, but we want to want to encourage you and, and, and teach you how to do it and, and give you the flexibility to go do it. Tech teams, social media teams. Like, there's stuff we can do in the church that's not this, right, that's not singing, that's not in front of everybody. We've got a few introverts, so I hear, in our church. There are things you can do behind the scenes to take care of that. Just do something. Find something to do. And not just in the church, in your community, right? So as you're going out, like, go to the same restaurant. Talk to the servers. You see the same people all the time. If you go to Kroger, you probably have the same cashier every time. I could... Go to the same cashier every time. She's always there, right? How do you do that? Are you looking around? We partner with a couple of people um, with Site 61, which is a food pantry. that hands out food to people who need it for Run Possible, right? There's things that we do in the church that's in our community. Donald Miller, who is an author who was huge a few years ago, one of the things he would say is, volunteer with something outside the church. Take the kingdom out. You're finding people who are doing the same things that you do anyway, that care about the same things you do anyway. Refugees, creation care, things like that. You can find these organizations, and they're people who have the same ideas, the same things, and you get to take the kingdom to them. And you're building that community. You're sharing that community. And then you can invite them into this and see, why do you do what you do? Oh, I do it because I was made in the image of God. He told us to care about our world. So that's why I do creation care. Oh, I do it because we're all made in the image of God, and these refugees, they're made in the image of God, and we have to figure out how to take care of our brothers and sisters. That's a totally different reason than they're doing it, in general. Right? So you can take the kingdom to them. Take a personality test. Blah, 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 Take a personality test. Spiritual gift test. I love these things, right? Now, They're not always 100% right, but the fun thing about those tests are they get you thinking about, hey, I'm really good at that. Then you take it to your community, and they say, dude, you think you're good at that. You are awful. You should never sing, right? But But I see in your life how you're really caring for these people around you. You should really focus on caring for people. Don't be put off by differences. Okay? We're all different. Is that new learning? We're all different. So we're going to see things differently. We're going to have different backgrounds. We're going to have different strengths and weaknesses. My wife and I are a great example. We're polar opposites. So... She's more in that prophet discernment kind of category, and I'm more of the teacher kind of category. So something happens in front of us, and Claire's like, we need to take care of that now. And I'm like, hey, it's a process. We can help this person kind of grow or whatever. No, we need to take care of that. We need to take care of it now. That's going to turn into this, which is going to turn into this, right? Two different sets of glasses. And sometimes she's absolutely right, and she's not in here, so... Otherwise, i have to say all the time she's right. But most of the time, some of the time, she's right. And some of the times, I'm right. And that's what it's not saying all the time. Oh, since she has discernment, we should listen to her every time. Or since he's a teacher, we should listen to him every time. Or since this, or since that. It's about community. It's about working together to find out what the right solutions are and how we talk to people and how we handle people. And what's cool is if you actually listen there's usually a reason why they're thinking that way. It keeps coming up, listen to people, listen to people, listen to people. And going back to this, we're supposed to love one another. We're all made, we're all icons, we're all made in the image of God, image and likeness of God. We're all made to be in community, we're all made to work together and do things but this is how we're supposed to do it. And it's not saying we can't disagree because we're going to. And it's not to say that we're not going like, to ruffle each other's feathers because we're going to. But we still need that hand and we still need it to work together. We still need those feet and we all need to work together. So at the end of the day, it's supposed to look like this. This is what community is supposed to look like. Now, we're going to talk about pieces of it for the next few weeks, right, and drill in on some of these things. But I wanted to warm you up. Our God is community. He's made us in his image so that we can be in community as well. We desire that. So how do you do it? Go out and meet some people. Go out and do some things. God, thank you that you love us and you care what's going on in our lives. Thank you for bringing people into our lives that we can learn from. Thank you for putting people in our lives that are totally different from us. Thank you for giving us a role in your body. It all comes from you we give you all the glory. In your name we pray. Amen.
1: Coach, you're walking up? Yes. So we have a few minutes left. I want to... First off, I'm going to show you a picture, and this is going to be ridiculous. There it is. You like it? It's so, <laughs> Isn't it wonderful? So I... Uh, I had an evening this week where I just uh, I was kind of basking in the glow of happiness, and that doesn't happen very often. I don't even I know how to explain that, except that one evening I just thought, man, I'm in such a good mood today, and why do I feel so good about life, and, and everything just seemed like it was coming together, and it was just one of those moments, and I've traced it back to uh, a communication I had with somebody overseas, and some of you who, who are my friends on Facebook have seen this already. But my wife and I were in uh, Cappadocia, Turkey a couple years ago. And we were on a tour, and we met three ladies that spoke no English, and we spoke no Turkish. And I assumed from the beginning that they were Islamic, because Islamic, er, Islam is the predominant religion of Turkey. And then one of them was wearing the hijab, and so... Um, we tried to communicate, and their, the extent of their English was "hello," and the extent of our, Engl- our Turkish was "hello." And so we just kind of got nowhere. So we started kind of speaking sign language, like "look out the window at that beautiful thing." That's about as far as we could go. And we ended up on this cliffside, and for whatever, and, and this cliffside had this over, overlook view of all of Cappadocia. And if you've never seen Cappadocia, look it up, and you'll just be blown away by the landscape. It's just an incredible, otherworldly-looking place. And for whatever reason on this cliffside, there was this drop off and then it rounded out and at the bottom of this rounded out area were two couches that somebody had put out there and then past that was this view of all of Cappadocia and so we really wanted to get to those couches and take a picture and we could tell between, between me and my wife Kara and these three ladies that we all wanted to get down there and take this picture but it seemed kind of dangerous to get down there. And so I went first and slid and, and rocks fallen and my butt on the ground and just got to the bottom without managing to fall off a cliff and die. And it, it rounded out and you wouldn't anyway. But, but it, was, it was very, very steep and very difficult to get down there. And then one of the Islamic ladies wanted to come down. And I was hesitant because I've, I've known enough Muslim people to know that there are rules and qualifications as far as men touching women and things like that. So I wanted to help her. I wanted to extend a hand to her. And, you know, like climb up halfway and, and put my hand out. And I was hesitant to do that. So I just kind of, I don't even <laughs> know what I was trying to do. I, I kind of scooted in there just like I'm going to catch you if you fall. But, and and I, could, I could tell like a third of the way down that she wanted my help and I wanted to give her help. So I ended up reaching up to her. She ended up reaching down to me. And we held hands and helped down the cliff. And then we did this for all three ladies and for my wife. And we all five ended up on, and that's what that picture was that I can't show you because I didn't put it up on the slide today. But I, there was like this connecting moment that occurred with us. And, and we still have the picture. My wife has her arm around one of them, and I'm at the end of the couch. And we're all just sitting there smiling, and we had made it, and we had made it together, and it was challenging and difficult and fun. Well, we took a bunch of pictures that day and planned on uh, sending those pictures to these ladies, we we exchanged email or she gave us one of them gave us a business card her name was Fatima which my phone translated to fat man which I didn't think was very nice, <laughs> but had her business card but we lost it for like a year, and then rec- earlier this year my wife found it sent it to me an email form and it's been at the bottom of my end up inbox since so finally this week I'm, I'm 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 making sense here I promise finally this week I emailed her and said hey so sorry it took so long. Uh, I'll, I'll just read you my email to her real quick. So I had to type it into Google Translate. So I typed in my little email to put it into Google Translate. It translated into Turkish, emailed it off to her. And I just said, this has been a long time coming. And at one point I said, it was a pleasure meeting you. And it showed that friendship goes past language. And I wish we could have communicated together. And we hope all is well with you and you are blessed. That was, was kind of what I wrote. And I want to read to you what she wrote back to me. Uh, if my phone will do what it's supposed to do right now. One second. Here it goes. She says, hi, H.L. and Kara Hussman. It is incredibly ple- So, this is how Google Translate took the Turkish into the English. "'It is incredibly pleasing to see this mail years later. After returning from Cappadocia, I and my friends had waited a long time for the email from you. I was very happy to see the email from a time when I did not expect it.'" And then she says this, she says, "'Even though we are people who speak different languages, the language of love will always remain the same, and humanity will gain as long as this continues.'" We hope everything is well for you. The world is small, hoping to meet again at another place in time. Stay with love. And then she listed the three, the three names. And one of the pictures we have is a picture of, uh, of me at the bottom of the cliff reaching for, uh, you can see me reaching for the other, one of the other girls. And one of the girls is behind me going like this. And, and so, so what Rusty's sermon brought out of me was, I think what I was feeling that night and what I, I was, like I said, I was basking in the warmth of happiness. is the only way I describe it. I just felt good. And I think it was because across the world, two years ago, me and some people that we couldn't communicate, we couldn't, we couldn't speak the same language, but we could do this to each other. And and there was this moment that happened where a person who, I didn't know that I should, I didn't know if I was breaking rules, I didn't know if I was stepping across boundaries that I shouldn't, but I reached out and she reached out. And now I, I feel very close to these people, even though we have to t- communicate through Google Translate. And we've now we've added each other on Facebook and we've Hey, there it is. <laughs> Welcome. And so, um, I don't know. There's something about this. There's something about a person extending to other people. And I think that's the, the gist of, of Rusty's whole sermon today. You know, when you, when you end a church service, when, in a moment when we pray and we say amen, you'll have a couple options. And one of those options is to bolt for the car and be the introvert that you are like me. Another option would be to stick around and reach out to, and say hey to someone that you've never done that with before in your small groups, in your daily life, when you, when you check out at Kroger, like Rusty was saying, when you're with servers at, at IHOP or wherever it is that you fancy your food, just doing this constantly. And, and, and what I'm finding is that that's the greatest satisfaction in life because God created us that way. God created you as a relational being, and nothing ever will satisfy you like doing this and reaching out to another human being. So just keep that image in mind and, and the idea that you were created to to reach out to others, to connect with others, and let that govern who you are and how you live your days.